0: Uh, John Cougar Mellencamp, or if you're a little bit older, John Mellencamp, or John Cougar. Uh, You know, know, life is not rainbows and unicorns. And today what I want to talk about is entitlement. And I want to be really clear, because I think entitlement is an issue (coughs) in all of our lives, to some extent. And I I know how this goes, because often... Uh, older generation, kind of wants to point at the younger generation. But on some level, the reality is, there's some area of your life that you struggle with entitlement. And, and I'm gonna define entitlement. Entitlement is, is the belief that one is inherently deserving of a privilege or special treatment in life. Uh, John Townsend in his book, uh, The Entitlement Cure, He says, entitlement is the belief that I'm exempt from responsibility and I'm owed special treatment. This is a huge issue in our culture and it is also a huge issue in the church. Our mission as a church is twofold. It's to take as many people as we can to heaven with us and it is to grow in our faith. And we grow in our faith you know, if we're going to do these two things, then we need to be inviting people to church and reaching out, trying to look for those spiritual opportunities to touch people's lives. Then we got to attend regularly. We need to be worshiping, we need to be studying, we need to be serving, we need to be giving. And if we're going to reach our full God-given potential and what God's called us to. And when, when I first thought of entitlement, my mind immediately went to Jonah, the story of Jonah. Jonah, Jonah felt entitled in his life. In fact, God was talking to Jonah, and he was instructing Jonah that he needed to go to the city of Nineveh to, to teach and to preach and to call people back to God. Jonah, get this, he thought God's command was an option in his life. Friends, when God commands you to do something, and, and so many times, we see it as an option. You, you can either take it or leave it, I'll try and decide, and yeah, I'm not really into that. Many people live that way, as if God owes them something in their life. And instead of following God and being faithful to what God has for them, what God wants them to do, we, we live that way. And so, I, I'm thinking Jonah, Jonah's very contemporary because he felt entitled. He felt kind of like us sometimes. You know, Jonah, he, he fought authority, the authority of God. And Jonah pays a dear price for that, for that rebellion, for going the other direction. See, you can fight authority, you can fight the authority of God. But I'm going to give you a heads up this morning. God always wins. God always wins. book of Isaiah records God, God speaking here. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass before I do whatever I wish. Here's my hope this morning, that maybe I can save some of you from a little bit of heartache and pain in your life, that you don't have to pay that that huge price that that Jonah had to pay in his life. And I'm just going to be up front with you. I'm going to strike pretty close to home for you today. In fact, turn to your neighbor and just say he's coming after you. I'm going to raise some questions that I hope and help us kind of root out and kill the unicorn of entitlement. And, and I know, as I say that, some of you are going, "Well, I, I don't really feel Entitled. That's not me." Well, let's we'll, we'll see, let's we'll see. Book of Jonah starts out it says, "The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it." because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord, headed to Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for the port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Here's the first question I want you to consider. Are are you ignoring authority or responsibility in your life? In other words, has anybody ever told you something, and someone in authority in your life, and you just ignored it? You know, it could be a student here today. Maybe a parent has talked to you. Maybe a teacher. You now it could be an employee that uh, is disrespecting a boss. Could, could it be that God's been speaking to you about something, and you've been kind of blowing it off? Yeah, I don't think I'm doing that. And I'm not, I'm not good with that. You know, maybe you feel the Holy Spirit. You ever have that moment and you feel the Holy Spirit challenging you to change or to do something in some area of your life? And instead of responding in obedience, what we tend to do is we're going to wake God out, right? Hope, hope that feeling passes at some point. You know, rather than, than listening... We're, we're ignoring. We're ignoring responsibility. We're ignoring authority in, in our lives. No, Jonah, Jonah says, or the book of Jonah says, then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea. And such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. So here's the second question I'm going to ask you. Are your actions in your life sinking someone else? Now, could it, could it be that your lack of sensitivity it is kind of drawing emotions from your spouse that are debilitating. You know, are, are you leaving them wounded? Are you leaving them hurt by how you're acting? You know, young people. You know, are, are you leaving your parents frustrated these days? Because you won't take responsibility? Because you won't grow up? You know, are, are, are you frustrated an employer or co-worker? Because you're ignoring the reality of what you're doing or what you're not doing. Are you sinking someone in your life by your actions and what you're doing? You know, Jonah goes on, says all the sailors were afraid and each cried out to their own God. And they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. I mean, they're panicked at this point but Jonah had gone below deck where he laid down and fell into a deep sleep. As many times as I've read this story, preached on it, talked about it, I never really considered this before. Everybody in the story is running around trying to deal with Jonah's problem. A problem that he's not dealing with. Everybody on that boat's doing everything in their power to get through the storm. Not Jonah. Jonah Jonah's not worried about anything. In fact, Jonah is below deck and he's sleeping. And so, here's another question. Are other people having to deal with the consequences of what you're causing in life? Is the reason you continue the behavior in your life? Because you know somebody that loves you is going to clean it up for you? They're going to continue to bail you out? You know, like, In other words, are you, are you continuing to go into debt? Because you know somebody in the family is going to step in and pay the bills? Are, are you ignoring what God wants you to do Even though you know it's hurting your relationship with God. Even though you know it's damaging your family, your marriage, your children. Even though you know it's hampering your career. You know, even though it's destructive to your future and your life, do you just keep doing it? In fact, one of the ways you can tell if you're entitled is when you're okay with something that you know is causing you harm. It's hurting other people. It's hurting yourself. You know it's an issue, but you ignore it, either by your actions or your inactions in life. In fact, many times the response, if this is an issue in your life, is you go, it's my life, I can do what I want. And you know what, you can do what you want. But in actuality, it is not just your life. Your life affects people around you. Some of you know what I'm talking about on this. Now some of you had a parent growing up, and your parent said, it's my life, I'll do what I want. And as a result, you're dealing with years of pain and struggle, entitlement, that type of mentality it causes damage to yourself and other people in society and so my prayer is that, that we take a look at ourselves that we we take a close look and we ask god you know where where do i need to change you know because feeling that entitled in our life is an issue we all deal with to some degree and i especially hope this will wake up call our young people here today <laughs> that because i want you to do better than we've done in our lives. Because it's easy to believe it's my life, I can do what I want. The choices we make, good or bad, have consequences. And sometimes those consequences are great. In fact, I will tell you, sometimes they're deadly. And so we should choose very, very wisely in our lives. And I, I want to say something to the parents today. There, there are so many influences in our kids' lives these days. A lot of ungodly influences. Would you agree with that? See, that's why it's so important for your kids and your teenagers to, to be here regularly. To be in the zone, to, to be in the, the mid-zone, to be at, like, VBS camps. Because it, it God needs to be the influence in their life. And when God's the influence, it breathes life. It builds character in their life. Do you know what the greatest influence today is? Right here. Greatest influence. Most children, they have this in their hand 24-7. They check it every 15 <laughs> seconds, stats say. They get up in the middle of the night and check it. This has tremendous influence in your kid's life. And I, I want to give you some perspective here. If you have your child at church every week, and they're in the zone, that'd be great. That would be a great start. It's 52 hours a year. <laughs> if you're here every week. And here's the reality, I know. We see kids usually once a month. That's 12 hours a year. Compare that to this. Average 30 hours a week on this thing. 30 hours a week? 1,500 hours a year spent with social media, Snapchat, YouTube, Tumblr, music, parents, you gotta get this one right. You will regret not getting this one right. Who's gonna be the influencer in your children's lives? You have to decide that. You gotta get it right. Scripture says the captain went to him and said, how can you sleep, get up and call your God, maybe He will take notice of us, so that we will not perish. That the captain sees the gravity of the situation. The captain has done everything he can do. He's trying to save the ship. He's trying to save the crew. He's running around doing, doing what he can. And, and the fact is, he look he starts looking around. And he realizes this passenger that's on his boat that Jonah's nowhere to be found. And so he goes below deck. He finds him. He finds him sleeping. He wakes him up. He says, "What is wrong with you?" You know, get up. Don't, don't you care? Don't you see what you what's about to happen here? We're gonna die. Get, get up. Worry about this a little bit. You ever been frustrated? Because somebody doesn't seem to care about their future and you do? You ever been there? That's a frustrating place to be. <coughs> don't you care? We're all going going down. We're, we're, We're in danger here. Don't you care that this entire ship's about to sink? Don't you care what this is doing to your family? Don't you care how you're impacting the team? How you're impacting the entire department? Do you care? Here's another question, is is your behavior creating resentment in the people around you? People at work resent you? Co-workers resent you? Because they have to clean up after you? Because they're carrying you? Because they gotta work around you? Because you really can't be trusted? Can't be trusted to show up? Get things done, do what you're supposed to do? I mean, are you resented by someone that loves you? The fact is, they, they just snap at you. You go, they're they're always mad at me. Well, well, could it be that they're just tired? They they've tried to address something in your life? They've tried to confront you, they, they've begged you, they've pleaded with you in some area. And so what happens in frustration? They strike out. Why? Why is that? Well, because you're not listening. because you fail to see the damage that you're causing them, causing others, causing yourself. Scripture goes on, says, and the sailors said to each other, come let us cast lots to find out who's responsible for this calamity. They cast lots and lots fell on Jonah. So they ask him, I love this, tell us who's responsible for making all this trouble for us. What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What, what's your country? We, you know, from, from what people are you? You know, who's responsible for this mess? I love this, they're calling Jonah out. They're getting up in his grill at this point. They're, they're trying to get to the bottom of the situation. He answers, he says, I'm a Hebrew. I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the seas and the dry land. This terrified them, and they said, what? What'd they say? (laughs) What have you done? What have you done, dude? (laughs) Could it be you're running from God in your life? Anybody running from reality? responsibility, accountability, you're running from that next hard thing, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, the next hard thing you're supposed to do, you need to do. The reality in life may be that you just don't want to be responsible and accountable to God, to your spouse, to your family, to the job, whatever says the sea was getting rougher and rougher so they asked him what should you do what should we do to make the sea calm down for us you know what should we do to you i picture this is kind of like an intervention i think now what what should we do Jonah you're the problem Because of you, because you're not obeying God, because you're not obeying and following God, and honoring God, we're all going to die. Thanks a lot, dude. I appreciate that. What do we do? So here's another question. Are you simply trying to keep up appearances in your life while your situation keeps getting worse and worse? See, Jonah, Jonah was pretending initially to just be a, a passenger on the boat. Hey, I'm traveling. Can I, get, can I get on board? He wasn't just a passenger. We find out right away in the story he's actually running from God. And in fact, one of the ways you can figure out that you're living an entitled life it is when someone confronts you in an area of your life. And you go, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about my marriage. I don't want to talk about our family. I'm not talking to you about my schedule. I'm not talking to you about my grades. And so we block, don't we? I believe God wants to challenge us today. He wants to challenge this house today. You know, we go, we go around so often. We go, you know, this world's a mess. God, this world's a mess. Please, please, God, change things in this world. And I think God would say to us, you know what, I can't change the world. Because if unbelievers were to come in and they were to see how believers are really living, it turned turn them off. It would turn them off. In fact, it bothers me. Because I know that when God's people, who are supposed to be believers, are living more like unbelievers, it doesn't even register with the world. You know, if we're not really living in obedience, if we're not honoring God, I mean, what's it say? What's it say? Are we gonna be God's people or not? Or are we gonna live like Jonah? You know, God's command's kind of optional, eh, let's see if it works. See, I know right now it's really quiet. And that always tells me that God's speaking. I mean, God's word's really, really clear. We have a lot of entitled people for that. Well, what do you mean? We have a lot of people waiting for God to bless them. While they're refusing to be obedient to God. And I will tell you, it does not work that way. It is a unicorn. Kill the unicorn, friends. Christ followers are called to obey, to honor, to be God-honoring in all we say and do. Do not get caught in this trap. You know, this trap of keeping up appearances. You know, quit trying to look good. Try being good. You know, quit trying to look the part of a Christ follower and be the part of the church. You know, parents, parents, it drives me crazy sometimes. You know, parents, that get really mad at their kids when they misbehave in public because they were embarrassed by how their kids acted. But they let their kids do the very same thing at home and they're okay with it. Friends, I will tell you, that's all about appearances. You know I mean? Are you demeaning and disrespectful to your spouse when you're private and alone? But in public, oh, we're, we're loving and caring. It's all rainbows and unicorns, you know? Huggy bear, kissy face. <clears throat> it's about appearances. And friends, I will tell you, that's about living entitled in your life. And I know some of you think you're you're exempt from it for some reason. You're exempt from being God-honoring all the time. you're okay. You think you can treat people any way you want to treat people, but you're still going to get what you want out of life. I mean, some of you, you think you're entitled... And I will tell you, life does not work that way, and it especially doesn't work that way with God. So, so what's the answer here? I mean, is there, is there an answer? And in fact, if you answered yes to any of the questions that I asked, you really need to consider this. You know, what should you do? Well, the, the crew ask Jonah, what what should we do? You're the problem, what should we do? And, And this is almost shocking because he says, pick me up and throw me into the sea and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. It is my fault could translate that it is my responsibility also you know maybe you've been blaming other people for the problems in your life maybe you've been complaining "You, you owe me you owe me you owe me God this family owes me this country owes me do you feel entitled, and I want to tell you, the truth is you deserve absolutely nothing. What you've been given is grace. You've been given grace by someone, been given grace by God? The fact is, I, I wonder how many times that we think God owes us grace? You now the, the fact is, grace is given when our, when our hearts are contrite, when they're remorseful, when we want to make things right. But so many times what happens is God convicts us about something and we go, sorry, God, sorry, which really means if you translate it, sorry, I got caught. And so what we do, we pull out the grace card and we swipe it. And we go, sorry, God, sorry, God. And we keep pulling it out again and again and again like it's no big deal. And we get back and we start doing the very thing that we're asking God to forgive us of. As if there's no consequences, as if there's no damage to you, no damage to your family, to your career, to your future. Kill the unicorn. Kill the unicorn of entitlement in your life. How? Well, take full responsibility for your actions. See, it may mean that you go to your spouse today and you go, you know what, honey, I am sorry. I I was wrong and I've been treating you very poorly. Maybe it means going to your family and saying, you know what, I realize that I've got a drinking problem and it's got out of hand and I'm gonna get some help. You know, it may mean going to your boss tomorrow and saying, you know what, I've been disrespectful of you. I have not been doing my job, and I will start getting here on time, and I will get on track, and I will do what I'm supposed to do. You know in the story of Jonah, Jonah, Jonah gets thrown overboard, right? Some of you are putting someone close to you in a position, a really tough position. Because they're having to consider whether they're going to throw you overboard or not. And I will tell you, this is when your life gets ruined. Years ago, I had a guy call me. And uh, he he basically told me his wife left him. And I remember very distinctly, him just going, you know what? I, I, I don't know what happened. I just came home from work. And she packed everything up and she's gone. And he seemed genuinely surprised. And so as I talked to him, I finally there was a point I said, yeah, dude, this isn't how this usually works. You, you were ignoring something or doing something. She didn't just come home, pack her bags and leave. I go, what, what'd you do? What'd you do? there's this long pause. Well, I, and then he tells me a story. Sad story. And much like Jonah, she threw him overboard. And friends, I've had that same type of conversation so many times it just blows my mind. And usually when I dig, there is a long Repetitive history of ignoring the warnings is the person that shows up at work, and they say, "You're dismissed. Well, what happened? Yeah. You know, And they've been talked to about their conduct. talked to about showing up on time, actually making it to, to work. They've been talked about how they're treating their co-workers or their customers or whatever. And what usually happens at some point, the company says, throw them overboard. It's how people's lives get ruined. And it happens too often when you fail to heed the warnings that are around you. See, I believe a loving God is warning some of you that thing you're thinking about right now I mean if you continue to live entitled I will tell you you will destroy your life and I know when I, when I was writing I, I thought okay this isn't a popular message but you know what God didn't call me to be popular he called me to be faithful truthful and to do whatever it is he puts on my heart. And I challenge you to hear the Word of God. Be, be honest with yourself today. It says, instead, the men did their best to row back to land, but they could, could not, for the sea grew wilder than before. Then they cried out to the Lord, Please, Lord, don't let us die for taking this man's life. See, they didn't want to throw... Him overboard. They didn't want to throw Jonah overboard. You pick that up? But it says, then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. See, they finally did what they didn't want to do. You want to kill the unicorn of entitlement in your life? You need to recognize you're putting a lot of people in a tough position and they may have to throw you overboard. You know, you may not be giving them a choice by by how you're acting or your inactions in life. at some point, what happens is the pain of the situation becomes so great that the pain of losing you is less. And that's the point where you're gonna look and go, "I, I can't believe this. My life just got ruined. But the reality is, you were part of it. It didn't just happen to you. It happened because you wouldn't listen in the heat the warnings around you. And it's a loving God that warns us. My, uh, one of my grandsons, he was about three, and uh, we were in the parking lot one day, and he broke free from me and started running. And I immediately, I mean, I grabbed him and I snatched him up and I spun him around. And I'm eye to eye with him. And I said, You will never do that again. You will listen to me and you will hold my hand when we're in a parking lot. And then I explained to him why. That was probably 12 years ago. I asked him about it when he was down a couple of weeks ago. He goes, Oh, Grandpa, that was the day you got really mad. is that loving or is that mean I mean maybe God's saying to some of you right now you're in the street again running and you have no idea the dangers that are out there the damage that's going to happen if you continue you know God loves you enough to warn you Prince, wake up. Wake up in your life. Do not ruin your life. You know, there's a famous verse in, in Scripture. In fact, I know a lot of people do not know the whole story of Jonah. But they know this part of it. Jonah and the whale. Then they took Jonah. They threw him overboard. He's fighting for his life. Now the Lord provides. <laughs> The Lord provides a huge fish, and it swallows Jonah. Jonah's in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Prince, if you're going to kill the unicorn, you need to admit somebody else is carrying. You know, whales. Whales are are big. They they can carry you. I mean, they're big enough they could swallow you alive. Now, obviously, this is God's grace being provided here. Because God kept Jonah from being crushed, kept him from suffocating, kept him from being digested. God let that whale carry him for three days. And and so here's my question. Is someone carrying you right now? Someone carrying you financially because you won't admit it, you got a spending issue? I mean, is someone carrying you in that area because you won't admit that you need to take the job that you can instead of continuing to wait for this dream job that you think is going to come your way? I mean, is someone carrying you at the office that you work at? Is that the cover for you? Because you're slacking, because you waste a lot of time, you're not really engaged. Is someone carrying you? I mean, that's a tough question, isn't it? When you feel entitled, someone else you think should carry you. Someone else should take care of your problems. And I will tell you, it is neither biblical or God-honoring. It is destructive, it's a unicorn. Kill the unicorn. I mean, the answer is really pretty simple. You have to turn back to God and start moving the right direction and be God-honoring. It's hard, but it's simple. Jonah, Jonah, he turns away from God. There's an entire city of Nineveh. They're waiting for him to turn back to God. They're waiting to, to hear God's cry to them. Jonah, Jonah's heart's not right. So then this whole city sits in disarray. They're waiting for Jonah to get, their, to get his act together. They don't know that, but that's what they're waiting on. Now I wonder, is there a whole family that's waiting on you to turn back to God, to start doing the God-honoring thing? I mean, is there a ministry that's never gonna happen because you won't step up? You won't give God your whole heart? There's a whole city around us that desperately needs God. And we keep praying and saying, oh, God, save people and all that. And and yet, no movement. God keeps saying, you have to change first. Because when you change, your influence changes. And that affects your family, and that affects the neighborhood, and that affects your office, and that affects the schools, and it affects the city, and it affects our country. And when change happens in you, it affects whatever it is that you touch in life. I know some of you have burdens for people. You've been carrying it for a long time. You know, In fact, you're sitting there today going, I wish my friend was here. You know, I wish my son or my daughter was here. I wish my mom or dad was here. I wish my wife or my husband was here. Friends, I I challenge you to figure out what God wants you to do. And and come down today and and pray for them. Let them pray for you. Let our teams pray for you. I mean, maybe, maybe you've been running from God. You know, maybe today you realized, yeah, I'm letting mom and dad carry me. I'm letting somebody at work carry me. Maybe you woke up a little bit. And you realize the damage you're causing. Causing people around you. Causing yourself. Causing your soul. I challenge you. You know what, prayer teams, come down to the center and, and just say, God, here's what's on my heart. I don't want to get my life right. The truth is, I've been living entitled in this area of my life. And just say to God, no more. No more running. I'm going to do what I need to do and what you're calling me to do, God. I'm going to go your way for a while. God will make it clear. God, change me from the inside. I don't want to just look good actually want to be God. See, I I believe entitlement hurts everybody. Would you agree with that? Kill the unicorn of entitlement. You know, we'll never turn this country until we turn ourselves. That's how it works. You change, you change people around you, they change. And you keep doing it. You do that enough times, and you turn it around. Turn it around. Let's stand for word. Teams will be down front. We're not. We're not uh, having any music. It a little different this morning. They'll be down here to pray. You don't want to come down and pray with them. Front's open. Just uh, lay it before God. Let's just go to God. Our holy God, God, you know what's on hearts. God, that area, whatever it is, maybe several areas, God, whatever it is that you've brought to our minds, God, I pray we lay it out before you today. We'd say no more. I'm going to do what I need to do, or I'm going to quit doing what I'm doing, It's causing havoc or hurt, God, that we would just lay it at your feet, God, we know you have a plan for our life. God, I pray we would, uh, we'd run after him, not away from him, let be a turning point today. God, we give you the glory, we give you the praise with all we say, especially with all we do. Pray this in Christ's name. God's people say,